You are listening to War of the Stars, Stars Podcast, Entertainment, with your host, John Tolley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. We are coming to you tonight, as always, from deep within the Outer Rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. Joining me today, as always, is my co-host, my Chewbacca, my LL37, my... (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Christopher Stolle. Chris, how are you doing today? At last I will reveal myself to the Jedi. At last I will kill Martali and have my revenge. <laughs> I was about to say you're going to reveal yourself? Ew. <laughs> I can go on the buses again. Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> also joining us today for the first time here at War of the Stars is the host of one of the newest shows here on Realm of the Mist, our... Uh, what would you describe it as? Our gaming show? Our Dungeons and Dragons show. Yeah, our D&D show. Uh, Ray, Ray, how are you doing, man? Hey, what's up in audio land? Pleasure to be here. All he is, right. He is also uh, known as the Chronicler. Did I do that right? Did it, that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not much of a voice actor, but, but did I do that okay? <laughs> it was pretty close, yeah. <laughs> the Chronicler. <laughs> There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, it's been a few, been a couple of weeks since we've been on here, haven't we? Hey, with uh, separation time between se- season one and season two. Yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to take a break today from our our look at Luke Skywalker and um, do a little bit something different. Um, so... One of the most common phrases, probably the most common phrase in Star Wars, other than "No!" <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, it's... wait, wait! I know it! I know it! It's the Wilhelm scream. Ah! <laughs> okay, okay. The third most <laughs> common phrase. I got in a Star bad Wars feeling is... about this. Okay, the fourth <laughs> most common. <laughs> a very common phrase in Star Wars is, of course. May the Force be with you. The Force is a common thread throughout all the movies, but what is it? How has it changed from George Lucas's initial view, thoughts on what it was, and what is it now? Today we look at the nature of the Force. So, in a nutshell, I mean, how would you guys describe the Force? Before we do, can I just say, when the, with the way you just delivered the... We take a look at the nature of the force. I, in my head, started hearing the National Geographic intro run through my head. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounded like one of those setups. Don't you need to do that in a British accent now? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and here Today we, we have the wild Jedi. <laughs> Today we look at the nature of the force. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Ray. You're, you're you're the you're the you're the newbie here. Tell us about the nature of the force. Well, that all depends on, in my opinion, which angle you're coming at. But um, what I personally 
think of as the force is um what obi-wan first said like the you know when we were first ever introduced to the force is that it brings all things together it binds us together penetrates us and you know i think of it as a more of a spiritual thing mm. yeah i think a lot i think a lot of especially people of our age our generation i don't know how you are you are ray but for me and chris we're in our early 40s so we grew up with the original trilogy so i think that more religious aspect of the force is something we kind of grew up with mm-hmm. yeah that's uh, that's what i would agree with yeah yeah uh what do you think chris i've always looked at it as like nature um Especially from again, like you said, the the original trilogy, how it was always described as this energy field that surrounds and binds, and I've always looked at it as like you know how like there's the light side and the dark side of the force, and I know Clone Wars kind of separated the two, and and everything else, but to me, I've always looked at the force as like it's just nature. And it's the same thing for both the Jedi and the Sith. It's just how they use and manipulate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's just a natural thing in its own it's right. It's just the Force. Right. The Force in itself is just the Force. It's the user that determines whether or not it's dark side or light side. Right. No. I can, I can get that. I can get that. Um, so well, let's talk a little bit about those two those two aspects of the force, the light side and the dark side and you know how they, I mean, is there, is there a, I mean, yes, there's a difference, but I think it, I think it boils down to intention and what you're using yeah. it for. Um, yeah. Again, not to, not to quote Yoda all show. Cause you know, we could, um, oh, yeah. but the Jedi uses the Force. The light side user uses the Force for defensive reasonings, or for peace, or for uh, you know knowledge and wisdom. Yeah. Where never for fact. Right. Where where uh, uh, a Sith uses it for passionate reasons and selfish reasons and power hungry and control and yeah. You know, so it, it, it's it's the way you manipulate the powers that are given to you. By the force and your intentions with that manipulation, so I think that makes a difference between whether it's a corrupted version of the force or or or, or a pure version of the force. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that I mean that answer that brings up the good the the big question of if a Jedi uses a a something of the force that considered darks that's considered a dark side, you know something of the dark side, but uses it for good reasons is it still the dark side see that's i i look back at um you know the very original and this might be a little eu sprinkling in here but you go back to the very original the actual jedi and the creation of the sith you know they they were just jedi that started using what was deemed the dark side by other Jedi. So I feel like it's just kind of this creation of somebody not liking what the other person was doing. I don't think it's necessarily, you know what I mean? It it was something that was for lack of another term, man made. 
Yeah. Well, and you also got to think, too, like the Sith for quite a time, especially in the Old Republic, the Sith was a race of being, not just, you know, right. dark side users. I mean, there was a planet yeah. full of Sith, you know, uh, I, I want to say people, for lack of a better term. Um, not all of them, obviously, were Force users. It was just the ideology. And, of course, yeah. the the, uh, the society that they lived in. Yeah. And obviously that's before the Darth Bane rule or two and, you know, uh, all that stuff. But it, I think I think the force, especially when it comes to the dark side, is a litany to the, the old phrase, uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolute. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A Sith can a Sith can have someone who goes down that path can have the most altruistic motives in the world but it's almost like that power just corrupts them so much that no matter how well intentioned they might be eventually they're going to succumb look at anakin skywalker yeah he had the most innocence of reasons he wanted to save his wife and child yeah but you wind up killing younglings yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> this true. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I think to answer your question on whether a Sith uses uh, non dark side style uh, abilities or or even for the reasonings, I, I I think the reasonings are what matter. Like you yeah. said, altruistic. But I mean, like if they used a, a mind trick. Which is, I guess, kind of down the middle. Could be dark side, could be light side, or a force push. Mm-hmm. I think it's the intention behind the usage will determine whether or not it's like, well, that wasn't so bad, or hey, that was still a dark side move. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you can make the same argument. Could a Jedi, in in his absolute, uh, uh you know, just and 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 worthiness way use something like force lightning. Well, it wasn't there. There is a form of Jedi force lightning, if I'm not mistaken, isn't there? I think only in EU. I, I don't think it's been introduced in a new canon. Um. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I, I, I knew there. I thought there was at one point at least. But, but yeah. It's, it also falls along the lines of is it is it something that like Luke does because he had turned dark side and then turned back? Mm. You know what cool. I mean. So a trick he learned while he was succumbed to the uh, to the powers of the dark. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I mean, we talk. It's all about intent and like that scene where you know the um, you're probably probably referring maybe referring to the the scene in Jedi where. He uses a force choke. Oh, I've always said that Luke was uh, more Sith than Jedi throughout most of the Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But again, it was intent. I mean, what was his intent to kill that Grimorian guard, or was it just to simply incapacitate him so he could get through so he could help save his friends? Right. That, yeah, that's... You know, that's that was his intent. Yeah. It wasn't like this malicious you know if he could have gotten through with Mio just simply walking through I think Luke would have done that 
but he was put in a position and he did what he needed to do to get through. You know, the intent wasn't to take, you know, take over Jabba's, you know, business or kill everyone there. That was his intention. You know, that was just what ended up happening to having happened to happen. But he could he could have just as easily mind tricked the uh, Gamorrean guards. I mean, we know they're slow in the head to begin with. All he had to do <laughs> was, you want to move out of my way, and they would have moved out of the way. And there yeah, would have been true. no physical attack. True, true. Yeah, I think at that point in the, the movie, though, we were supposed to get the sense that like Luke has made this change. You know, he's yeah. no longer this whiny little padawan if you will training under yoda he's there to kick ass and save his friends yeah yeah although, i mean although it was still funny that he i mean there was also kind of a pride thing to it too that we could argue the point of of luke skywalker and jedi announcing himself as luke skywalker jedi knight and friend of Cap- captain solo you were a jedi training dropout yeah, <laughs> you ain't no damn. J- even 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 Han coming out of Carbonite was like, I'm out of it what? for a little while, and everybody's got delusions of grandeur. Right. <laughs> even yeah. Han knew that was bullshit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Now settle down, settle down. Comment section. I'm not blasting Luke. Just it's some of the things that always kind of sat wrong with me on on Return of the Jedi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that pride is something that seems to be throughout the. I mean, one of their, the, I mean, and the sequ- in the prequel trilogies, that was their downfall, was their pride. And I mean, do you think pride is kind of borderline on the dark side? I mean, well, I I think it's definitely a part of it. Yeah, I was about to say, in real life, pride's a sin. Yeah. Right, one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah. So, but wasn't um, wasn't Return of the Jedi originally supposed to be Revenge of the Jedi? Mm-hmm. Yes, but he so I mean that that kind of fits where Luke was going at that yeah. moment in time. <laughs> it, well, if you, if you believe some of the documentaries, it was originally supposed to be Return of the Jedi, and the studio said it was a weak title. Right. So he came back and and called it Revenge of the Jedi, and that's the title it was under up until almost the day of release. And that's when he turned. Lucas came back around. He's like, "No, I'm changing it back to Return because Jedi's don't take revenge." Exactly. Yeah. So again, that goes back to the whole thing of how you use the Force, and the Jedi are not supposed to be these oppressive people. But in many ways, if you look at them throughout their history, in many ways they are. Oh, absolutely. I and mean, they're very. <laughs> I mean, they they basically, if you, you know, believe the uh, in-universe you know, things that were said about, they take children from as infants to raise in, right. you know, yeah. monasteries, basically. Right. You know, there's, they always teach to, to not give in to your emotions and all that, you know, whereas the Sith embrace it. Yeah. And that's what makes you... A person, really. But even is, in the yeah. even in the prequels, I mean, Yoda hit the nail on the head in Attack of the Clones when they were uh, him, Mace Windu, and Obi Wan were walking down the hallway talking about how arrogant uh, 
how how sure of himself Anakin is as a Padawan. And Yoda's like, yeah, you know, uh, even the wiser, more experienced Jedi's are kind of guilty of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he knew it. He knew that yeah. the, these guys were were getting a little big for their britches as far as their role in the universe. Yeah. Well, as much as he's my absolute favorite Jedi, Obi Wan was probably the worst about that in the 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 three one two and three. I mean, you look at him progress through those movies, and he was extremely full of himself towards the end there. Yeah. Which oh, brings yeah. up which brings up a great point. Like I know we're supposed to be talking about the nature of the Force, but you can't you can't not talk about the Force without talking about Jedi and Sith. It would the prequel trilogy and especially the Jedi be completely different had there always been the Sith. Cuz I think I think part of what gave the Jedi their hubris was so many years of the the, the Sith were thought to be extinct. Yeah. So they've right. had they've had so many centuries of peace, or or mm. you know millennial of peace, millennia of peace. Yeah. And then I all think... of a sudden they have this 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 you know, hey, that's what the title's about: Phantom Menace, come out of nowhere <laughs> of a Sith Lord. You know, and of course Palpatine clouding their visions and everything else. Um, or were they referring to Anakin? Or they could have been referring to Anakin, but I'm pretty sure it was Palpatine, you know, keeping yeah. <laughs> keeping shit from him. But I mean, you know, the 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 fact of the matter is, would the Jedi be a completely different clandestine type uh, type of group in the prequels had there always been a Sith issue? Mm. Would they be as arrogant? I don't I th- I don't think they would have been because they would have been, you know, used to dealing with this for so many years and would have been better trained and better equipped to know how to, to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I think part of the Jedi's biggest problem was the fact that they were tied so heavily to the Republic, to the government of the Republic, you know, yeah. it's, instead yeah. of being their own and they tried to be, but, you know, I, I don't know. They just. We can spend a whole episode on the Jedi and the failings of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As it is. Well, but... the biggest. I don't know. What's the biggest downfall of the Jedi Order in the prequels? Was it the, their arrogance in the Force and, and, and peacetime? Or was it being forced into the role of, of instead of being peacekeepers, into military generals? I think like... it was a little bit of everything, a little bit of both. I mean, in their arrogance, they thought they could. I don't think they were given much of a choice. I think the Senate kind of forced them into that role. Yeah, but again, they because they had such a close tie to the Senate and to you know everything like that, that that they kind of put themselves in these situa- in these situations where, as you said, they really didn't have a choice. Or as if they had been always kind of separate from the Senate and the Republic and their own thing, then, um, you know, maybe it would have turned out differently. But, you know, I don't, it's, it's hard to say. I mean. Or is it very simply the nature of the Force? The Force knew that the Jedi were too mm. big for their britches and decided to 
balance it out. Maybe the yeah. whole entire prophecy wasn't even Anakin or Luke. Maybe that was just the catalyst, but the true balance was the Force turning around saying, the scales are tipped to the good side. It needs to be cleansed. Literal balance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've, I've always agreed with that that thought. Is there needed I mean, to be a balance, like a no kidding balance? Yeah, yeah. Everyone tries to make it like like this kind of weird, you know, this, oh, it has to be all balanced to the good side and, you know, everything like that. But what if it's a literal no Instead of having, you know, thousands of Jedi and two Sith, what if you come down to it's just two Jedi and two Sith? Right. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, mean obviously be... we find out that there's more than, you know, that because, you know, now we have not only, you know, Luke and Leia. Well, Luke, Leia, not anymore, but Luke and now, of course, Ray. And somewhere out there is still, um, uh, what's his name, um, from Rebels? Oh, uh, uh, Ezra. Ezra, Ezra, yeah. Ezra's still out there somewhere, so, you know, we know that there are more Force users and, you know, quote-unquote potential Jedi out there. So, well... And, of course, you also have to think about the fact, and I know it's not really touched in in canon yet, yet. It was touched a little bit in in, uh, EU, and especially has never been touched in the movies, is there are wild Force users out there. Mm -hmm. There are ones that don't fall under the guidelines of Jedi or Sith. Of course, I hate the the phrase gray Jedi because it, it just, it's an oxymoron, but, uh, the, the fact of the matter is, is there are untrained force users. People like Maz Kanata. Actually, in the movies it was touched, Maz Kanata is a perfect example. Maz Kanata, the, 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 um, the um, Keeper of the Wills. Keeper of the Will. Uh, you can't tell me Chirrut was not a Jedi, or at least a force user. Oh, yeah, no, very much so. <laughs> Blind oh, man yeah. walking through that battlefield, making it to that switch. That wasn't, lo- that you forgive the pun here that wasn't blind luck that was the force <laughs> also off topic um he would have uh Turret would have been um <laughs> sorry i just had a um da, 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 would have been um boba fett's worst enemy a blind guy with a stick oh yeah <laughs> well second worst enemy <laughs> boba fett's truest wor- worst enemy was a toothy butthole yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> Which in in EU comics and and books, he has been put inside of three times, three separate times. Boba Fett has wound up in a Sarlacc pit. <laughs> Look, well, maybe he just lives there now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he has greatly improved his situation. Which which means it, for people that uh, like my joke about a toothy butthole, it means Boba Fett's a backdoor man. that's right i don't give a fuck about your feelings boba fett was an overrated character that's right i i would have to agree with that yes i don't care how cool his armor looked he was an overrated character yes to quote epic bat rap battles of history he had five lines in the original trilogy and one of those lines was ah 
<laughs> Probably his most memorable one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, going back to the, the original topic there, one of the questions that I always had is um, the Force. Is it sentient? Mm. You know, we were talking about the force knew that there had to be a balance. So is, is the force able to think or, you know what I mean? Well, technically if you go by the, uh, the, the clone wars episodes where you met the physical representations of the force and the light side and the dark side being the children. Yes. I would say the force is very uh, sentient. However, if you want to go off of Lucas trying to quantify the Force, then no, because what tells... Actually, yes, it would still be yes. Because even though some blood disease is the reason Jedis can talk, uh, can know the will of the Force, it's still the Force speaking to and through the midichlorians. Hmm. I know, dirty M word. But I mean, either way you look at it, it's it's still a sentient energy. Yeah. See, being someone who was, uh, who's been raised raised in raised in church and has gone to church all his life, one thing that I've always kind of looked at, started to look at the force of, is and if you're, like I said, grew up in a you know uh, evangelical Christian uh, family like I did, it's in uh, Christianity the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how I almost see the force is like. It's a it's a guide. It's a helper. It's there to, it's there, but it's there for the Jedi to use to help them along. I also kind of look at the Force as kind of a drug. Mm. Uh not in the sense that it's harmful to the user, although obviously Dark Side is. You know, look at look at Palpatine and his scrotum forehead. But I mean. You know, um, the truth of the matter is, especially when it comes to the Sith, I think it becomes very addictive using it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, I think that was the other, another thing, going back to the Jedi, is, you know, using the Force as a tool. You know, was it a, simply a, a tool like a hammer that the Jedi used, or was it something much more sim- symbiotic with the Force, where they used each other, they uh, they helped each other? I think it. I think it's. Uh, I think it depends on the era of the Jedi. Yeah, because I mean, when you look at again the prequel. Jedi and their hubris, they were very much using it as a crutch or tool or something of that nature, something that they controlled in a, in a, in a sense. Yeah. I would and dare I think, say even th- canon Luke Skywalker more used it as a, symbi- uh, uh, a symbiotic relationship. Yeah. And I think that was might have been one of the th- you know the things between the Sith and the Jedi, especially during that time is the Sith would have, you know, come out and, you know, said something like, you know, you say all these things about, you know, the Force and your relationship with the Force, but 
even though we may use it for different things, you're using the force the same way we are. We use it as a tool. The only difference is, is we don't try to hide the fact that we do use it as a tool. Ray, what do you think? I, you know, I, I agree. Like, I, that's why I ask if it's a sentient thing, because it seems more like um, something they would use as a tool. Uh, but I think that the Sith oftentimes kind of how to word this. I don't know if y'all. Sorry, I'm a gamer, like tabletop gamer, so I, I relate this to the Vampire of the Masquerade. You know, you've got this one side that says, no, we can use the force and we are better than you. And then you got the other side that says, well, we can use the force, but we should use it responsibly. Mm. So I, I think that's exactly right. And I think what was lost in translation in the prequel trilogies was that the, the side that normally says we got to use it responsibly stop doing that yeah they didn't right. use yeah they didn't use the, the restraint like they should yeah yep, yep. i would have, i would agree with that 100 percent. yeah they relied too much on it instead of on their own abilities is the best way i could describe mm-hmm. it like one of the best things a jedi could do is not lift rocks or <laughs> see into the future or you know, project themselves across the galaxy. One of the best things a Jedi could do is a simple thing that doesn't even require the Force. Meditation. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Focus. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like the Jedi were trying to use the Force more, like you, like you said, like as a tool. It wasn't meant to be what you used all the time. It was meant to supplement your natural abilities. All right, well, I got, a, I got a question for the panel then. Again, going back off of the prequel trilogy, let's play a what if for a moment. Okay. What if Order 66 never happened? Oh, let's say, mm. let's say, Let's say Darth Maul, Darth Tyrannus, Darth Vader, Darth Sidious never existed and the Jedi continued down the course that they were going. How long before they became, themselves became the Sith? Mm. I think it wouldn't be too much longer before we saw another split, uh, much like any religion, where, you know, a certain amount of people would think, oh, well, I like this belief system, but I only like these parts. So we're going to make our own thing over here. And I think you would end up with just this splintered mess of different variations of Jedi. Well, I mean, and here's here's the question. Here's the question, though. Was order was like you know? Let's take it. You know, you said take out Palpatine, Vader, all of them. Was basically was Order sixty six inevitable? Was that something that eventually, even if it would have taken you know another thousand years or whatever, was it inevitable? Was it to the was there that breaking point that the Jedi would have, whether it's internally or externally, the Jedi would have crumbled? I think so. That that that's that's the reason for the question. Is if you took away what 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 the catalyst was that 
caused the downfall of the Jedi, which obviously was Sidious and his, his uh, political manipulations to become emperor. And, of course, uh, meets to an end with his apprentices to get dar- to finally get Anakin and turn him into Vader. Mm-hmm. You take you take all those catalysts away. The Jedi were still heading down a path of hubris. How yeah. long before they destroyed themselves? How long before, like like Ray said, they split off into separate se- uh, splinter cells, or just literally all of a sudden said, "You know what? Why are we following these rules of restraint?" Yeah, and right. become the right. Sith themselves. Yeah, of well, course, I in mean, their own hubris, they wouldn't call themselves the Sith, but. Basically, they'd be the Sith without the Bola too, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. you would. History is cyclical, so I feel like they would eventually have come back around to where they were the very first time. If we're bringing in the EU, and they they would just split anyway because somebody along the line would say, "Hey, look, I can shoot purple lightning, and it's awesome." <laughs> <laughs> well it is awesome first of all <laughs> yes it is <laughs> well <laughs> um brain thought yeah, I don't, brain well, fart I, th- <laughs> I yeah, think sorry. what really kind of makes it the dark side going way back to what we you know this was kind of a thought I had way back at the beginning of all this but I had to think about it for a while I think what really kind of makes the dark side different from the light side isn't so much the the force choking or mind tricks or anything like that. I think what really makes it the dark side is that it the the powers that go against the natural order of things, the extension of life, the creation of life, bringing people back from the dead, um, you know, the the life-draining uh, lightning. Like, I, I feel like those things are almost necromantic in a way. Mm-hmm. And so that's what makes it the dark side. But mm-hmm. again, but again, it, it also goes along the lines of, like, like I said earlier in the podcast, that's not necessarily the force itself. It's the user manipulating it into that a- fashion, that aspect. True. I really, I really think the force doesn't have a light side and a dark side. I think the force is straight, like you know, to use a D and D term. I think the force is straight neutral, and it's how it's used by its user becomes its mm. its good or evil implement. Mm. You know, uh, the best way I can describe it is like think of a river. You know, a river flows downstream like it always does. Nothing ever impedes it. But a river could be used for good, even though it's neutral and it just flows. It could be used for good because you could use it to water, uh, you know, for, for hydration. You can use it for bathing. You can use it for positive impacts. Or you could use it for destruction, like flooding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it's not the river, it's the users of the river. Hmm. If that makes any sense to anybody. That was a, that was a pretty good analogy. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> You're yeah, welcome. Yeah, I'm, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's kind of like a like a ball of clay. You can either make it into a vase to hold flowers, or you could make it into a knife to shank somebody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
all all really good analogies. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to make this a shorter show today because uh, we had a little bit of issues at the beginning of the show, and uh, I have some personal things I have to take care of. So we're going to be wrapping things up here. And uh, Ray, for, why don't you tell the fine people here on Audio Land where they can find you at? <laughs> uh, you can find me at Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Uh, like they said, the newest uh, podcast on our little entertainment business here. Um, I can also be found at Facebook and Instagram at Chronicles of the Lost Realm. And Christopher. Well, you can find me anywhere, Realm of the Mist. Uh... You find the, the logo for Realm of the Mist. You find me here for Realm of the Mist podcast, War of the Stars, the Star Wars podcast. It had to be said with Venus. I guess I got wrangled into Tinfoil Hat Society. And, of course, you'll find me playing Ferran on the newest show of Realm of the Mist Entertainment, which is the Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and you can find me right here at War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast uh, on Twitter at JohnMarkTully1 because I am, of course, the number one JohnMarkTully on Twitter. <laughs> on Facebook at MarkTully. And remember, ladies and gentlemen, to give us a like and subscribe on YouTube. Also, check us out on our... Um, Wherever fine podcasts are heard, uh, anchor.fm. Anchor.fm. Uh, also, remember, uh, give us the monies on Patreon. We want the monies. The monies. Please. We want the precious. <laughs> and and with this adpocalypse going on on YouTube right now, Realm of the Mist Entertainment does have a daily motion account as well. If things go really south with YouTube, you may find us there. So if you're on daily motion, I suggest you go ahead and give us a like and subscribe over there as well. That's right. Um, but yeah, um also, we still have, we have, a, of course, our War of the Stars t-shirt, custom-made for anybody who wants it. Uh, just, I still got to uh, send you my 10 bucks, don't I? Shit. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks yes. for the reminder. <laughs> we were on You're a break watching. for like two weeks. I completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and until next time, remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Always. Golly, Pop, we have been waiting all day for you so we can listen to the radio. Daddy, may we listen to Chronicles last round? I want to listen to the Lone Ranger. Now, son, you know we only listen to the highest quality, high fantasy, chaos-fueled podcast around. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Chronicles of the Lost Realm podcast. High fantasy chaos for only the most discerning ear. Join us every other Friday to hear what crazy antics these players get into next. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram and give us a like at Chronicles of the Lost Realm. Don't forget to check for us on YouTube. Coming to you soon.
Hey everyone, this is John Tolley. Check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the news and theories surrounding one of the largest franchise movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far away here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. CBD, vape juice, or new mod, go to vape scorpion. Zero eight Philadelphia one nine one They are formerly known as they have all your needs, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. Got really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try you know, uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it... We can overthink it. Think to the brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're buying week. I'm speaking strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Feature Peep Fridays, we interview the Feature Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking... Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and any other podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick. He said that she said, how dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's yelling it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest tips weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you dare say it? Hi, my name's Chris, and I'm the Realm of the Mist podcast. Realm of the Mist podcast, we talk about all the entertainment things from movies, music, books, comic books, and many, many other forms of entertainment, as well as politics, current events, just general humor and having a good time. If you're looking for a podcast that is right up your alley, 
look no further than Realm of the Mist podcast here on Anchor.fm or where fine podcasts can be heard. Hi, this is Dave from the Comic Collection at 83 Bustleton Pike in Feasterville, Pennsylvania. Our phone number is 215-357-3332. We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, gaming, statues, albums, and CDs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello. And say that the guys from Radiocast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-eyed turtle? Is that alright? What <laughs> the fuck is a three-eyed turtle? Who wants a mustache ride? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny, at least to us, on Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault.